Hello and welcome to This Dummy, the podcast about dumb things, fun things, and another thing. I'm your host, David Clark, and this week, Jacob and I are talking about Lena Dunham, Barbara Streisand, Winona Ryder, and Sally Field, because no whites after Labor Day. Excuse me, you're standing on my neck. Hey, what's happening? Oh, nothing. What's going on? Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Is it really hot where you are? No. How's the heat? It's it's very uh, mild and temperate. Perfectly wonderful. So you're getting a cool, welcome autumnal breeze. Yeah. Um, yesterday I went to a Hall Notes slash Michael McDonald concert at this music and wine festival in Lakewood Village. Oh, okay. It was the whitest thing I've ever done. <laughs> it was a I mid-afternoon was... concert. It was uh-huh. over by 8 o'clock. People wow. filed out in an orderly fashion and mm-hmm. basically walked home. There, there was, was no, no turn up. Yeah. There was no turn up. None. Like it, a It was at a golf course. Time. It was it was <laughs> wonderful. And the thing is cuz I've been I've wanted to see Hollow Notes and they're playing at the Hollywood Bowl in like 2 weeks actually the same mm-hmm. week that I'm going to go see Beyoncé and I've been wrestling with the idea No, you going. have. No, wait a minute. Wait. You, I, I thought you were going to say you've been wrestling with whether I should go see Beyoncé or Hollow Notes. Oh no, I'm definitely going no, to see I, Beyoncé. Yeah. Definitely going to see Beyonce. That's like a Hillary Trump. That's like a Hillary Trump question. <laughs> I just I mean, don't know. I just don't know. Nine four so... eighty one. By the way, today is Beyonce's birthday. Whoa! So it is her birthday. Holiday for real. Um, but I was trying to decide. You know, am I going to go to both of these things because Hollow Notes is going to be at the bowl, and the bowl can be a real challenge getting in and out of there with all the traffic and the nonsense. And plus, yeah. two concerts in the same week. I knew I was going to be overstimulated, so I was like. Mm. I don't think I could do it. And then this yeah. situation presented itself and it couldn't have been more like adult contemporary easy breezy. Right. You were like smooth 106. Exactly. I was riding the wave. Jazzy times. Yeah. So Did you take good. a picnic basket? That's the best thing about the Hollywood Bowl is when you can take a picnic basket. Yeah. Bring your cheeses, bring your wines. Pizza. Yeah. You know, that's an adult contemporary turn up. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's uh, the only turn up. I'm like, if there's no blue cheese and the cracker to go with it, then no, nope. I'm not doing it. How's your weekend going? Pretty good. You know, it's hot in these streets, meaning I just was reading an article about the newest uh, sort of like black market contraband uh, that's being distributed through New York City. Do you Which have any idea what? what it is? It's not a Louis Vuitton bag. It's uh-huh. not uh, like blue cheese glasses. Okay. It's ice cream. What? So people, I guess, are going this to like Dwayne Reed's. Well, okay. So people are going to Dwayne Reed's and CVS's and uh, like Walgreens. And they're basically going to the frozen section with duffel bags and just loading up the duffel bags and running out of the stores with this hot, no pun intended, ice cream. And then they go ahead and resell it on like the black ice cream market for like 25 cents on the dollar. That's hilarious. And they only do it during the summer because, of course, ice cream is a much more popular commodity during the hot summer months. Right. And then so people have if to, you can't yeah. move the goods, the evidence melts. Exactly. Yeah. See, it's it, you really got to get it out, get it out of, get it out of your possession if, within you know an hour. That's hilarious. So heist. Are they stealing it or are they paying for it? Yeah. No, no, they're stealing it. Because they're jacking. Can... They're jacking the Cherry Garcia. 
That's hilarious. So if you see someone you know, rolling in, swiping into, the chunky monkey. If someone comes into Dwayne Reed rolling a, a little igloo cooler, right? You know to call, call the, the cops. Ring the alarm. That's funny because you could honestly just buy that ice cream and then mark up the value five hundred percent. 500% and sell it in the subway or something like that. Like that could even be a successful racket. Right. That could actually work. That could really work. Yeah. Cause those subways are just so hot. They're just like hot boxes in the right. summer. Although Ugh. I guess if someone handed me a nutty buddy on the sub on the subway, I would not eat it. He's like, I don't know where that nutty buddy came from. <laughs> are those nuts? Or are those roaches? What is that? <laughs> I don't Math. know what's going on in there. Yeah. It's almost like there was an article last year i guess there's always like this the the summer hustle of the season but there's like this popular drink called nutcrackers in new york city and i think mm-hmm. they used to sell them they sell them in like uptown in harlem that's where they kind of got their start but they're basically like mixed culadas with like a lot of alcohol in them and people just like bottle them in these plastic bottles and sell them for like between five and ten dollars that sounds wonderful so you can like it does sound refreshing, but I don't know what's in there. It could be like gasoline, uh, nail polish remover, and like like a Corona in there. You know what I mean? Like I don't know what yeah. the actual nobody ran recipe by the FDA. is. No one, no, no one, no one did an FDA or a DNA on what you're drinking. So it's a little bit <laughs> right. suspect. But people really enjoy them. Like they're on Coney Island. They're having their nut. They're, I don't know why they're called nutcrackers. I guess they just kind of make you crunk and crazy, so they're called nutcrackers. But anyway, it's like that's kind of the summer hustle. Interesting. I've had no summer hustle. This has been the latest. Just give me an summer. ecto cooler. Give me an ice cold ecto cooler yep. or a nice chilled pitcher Kool Aid, and I'm all right. Speaking speaking of ecto cooler, there's something I want to get mm-hmm. off my chest. I don't think we talked about this last week, uh, okay. and we don't need to spend a lot of time on it. But off top, I just want to say that I went and I saw a Sausage Party. Did you see this oh. movie? No, I didn't. Give I, us a little synopsis what, for those who don't know what the sausage party, who weren't invited to the sausage party, what it's, what's it all about? Well, basically, it's a racist, misogynistic, homophobic, unfunny piece of garbage that made a hundred oh. million dollars. It's this. I can't. R- why, wait, why is it racist? Is there like a chitlin in it, it's, voiced by Chris Rock? Because I would flip this. I will flip this table over. Well, get ready to flip this table because <laughs> there isn't a chitlin voiced by Chris Rock, but there is a box of grits. Voice oh, by Craig no. Robinson. Oh. <laughs> Can we talk oh about that? Gosh. There Can is a lesbian taco voiced no. by Selma Hayek. No. Yeah. Is this a Disney movie? No. It's it, it it kind of it's modeled after like a Pixar formula. So it's an animated cartoon. It's R-rated, but like is a, this a behind, lot of people. Is Seth Rogen behind this? Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill. I knew it. The worst. It was so bad. Literally every single character uh, mm-hmm. in the, is a racist or sexist two-dimensional stereotype, except for Seth Rogen and except for Jonah Hill and except and for what, maybe Michael Sarah. But he's also who, he's like disfigured. Who does Jonah Hill play? A piece of fat bat? He plays a hot dog. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, and Seth Seth Rogen plays a hot dog too, and Kristen Wiig plays a hot dog bun. And basically the whole whole point is for Seth Rogen and Kristen Wiig's characters to get together so he can stick his hot dog in her bun. Like, it's a lazy adolescent oh. comedy adventure. And you gave it a D plus. And I gave it $17. And I'd like a refund and an apology. Oh. It yeah. was so bad. And, uh, you know, it's been a couple weeks and I'm still mad about it because I just can't get over the fact that like the internet drowned Ghostbusters in the bathtub and this trash mm-hmm. fire got a pass. 
And it's exactly what I was talking about before. Like, those idiots in the Judd Apatow comedy gang can make whatever feature film out of every little fart that breezes through the desert wasteland of their comedy mind. Make as many racist and sexist jokes as they want. Yeah. And it's A-OK. Yeah. And I watched this little press tour when this movie came out. And, like, Seth Rogen was on The Tonight Show and on every one of these shows just laughing it up and talking about how crazy and body and R-rated this thing was and how ridiculous it was to make. And it's made $100 million dollars. And the other aspect of it is it only cost $19 million to make because they didn't fucking pay their animators. You know, it's it's not cheap to make animated movies when you do it correctly. And you. you yeah, I can't even imagine movie. how you draw. I can't even imagine how you draw a box of grits. It was so, <laughs> so awful wow. and appropriate. Anyway, so that's wow. my mind. I just can't. OK, I'm so mad that I, I gave that that movie my money and my attention. so how, okay i need to go back to craig craig, craig robinson's performance mm-hmm. was it minstrelsy or did he put a spin on the grits that i would feel at least somewhat okay with no he no. wasn't subverting any stereotypes he was no he was directly playing into a broad obvious racist joke and at least he mm-hmm. i guess was in on it so mm-hmm. <sighs> I can't, you know what the other thing that makes me mad is that I can't say that there were no laughs because there were a couple laughs because it's just so dumb. It's like you're laughing out of disbelief that it's Well, you already have to laugh at yourself for paying $17 to go see the sausage movie. I don't know if I would, I would, yeah, the joke, you are, yeah. Yeah. Laugh track was activated as soon as you (laughs) gave the arc light your 17 pesos. Yeah. Not here. I would have. I would have found another no, means to, to watch that. Now, speaking of like other sort of like in sort of privileged comedians, I think the tide might be turning because Miss Lena Dunham, Ooh. she got swerved this week by the Twitterverse. Yes, she did. She no did. one was here for her, her clairvoyance or her mind reading abilities this weekend. You know, just when you think you're riding a wave of untouchable white feminism, Black Twitter comes. Black Twitter comes right along and says, stop the right there. Down. Let me see your passport. Back up, turn around, go back through the security line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, empty your pockets. Yeah. Empty your pockets. Yeah. Is that a lighter? No, you can't get on. <laughs> so they stopped her in her track. So what happened? Tell us what happened with Lena this weekend. Okay, so basically, Lena had a conversation with her friend, Amy Schumer. In oh, boy. Letter. See, this is already... Okay. Already Um, peak white feminism. mm -hmm. Um, It's about to start. And they were recounting their experience at the Met Gala, the Anna Wintour big like costume ball. And Mm -hmm. Lena was saying, this was her her offending statement. She said that I was sitting next to Odell Beckham Jr., football player, and it was so amazing because it was like he looked at me and he determined I was not the shape of a woman by his standards. He was like, that's a marshmallow. That's a child. That's a dog. It wasn't mean. He just seemed confused. The vibe was very much like, do I want to fuck it? Is it wearing? Yep, it's wearing a tuxedo. I'm going back to my cell phone. It was like we were forced to be together and he was literally scrolling Instagram rather than to have to look at a woman in a bow tie. I was like, this should be called the Metropolitan Museum of Getting Rejected by Athletes. So he's scrolling through the gram. Right. And that automatically means that he is body shaming her and not interested. Like, or has, yeah. He man, woman hater. He man, woman hater. Yeah. But 
Okay, wait a minute. I I saw pictures from that Met Gala, and wasn't she dressed like as the three amigos with like Jenna Lyons and like yeah. Jenny, Jenny Jenny what's her name, and they were all in tuxedos. Yeah. Maybe, just maybe Odell, Mr. Beckham Jr. was like bitched on my look, you know, <laughs> and was maybe. just not here for her for her her tuxedo ensemble that maybe closely resembled his. Yeah. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's all it was. Maybe it was something as harmless as that. I just think maybe that that's can... all it was. I actually, you know, I like Lena. I gotta say, I think she's smart. Yeah. I think her work can be good. I think girls can be good. It can be like indulgent, but damn it, she's a millennial. And this is some millennial nonsense. <laughs> right. Well, I was gonna say, it's not necessarily a white feminist problem or issue, right? It's no. that, that that has nothing to do with it. So let's clarify for all of our listeners out there. It has nothing to do with that. We are pro, pro-woman here. Of course. But... But she made this sort of a femi- feminist argument. And just kind of projecting all of her own sort of like issues onto poor... Poor OBJ. Ombre. ODJ. He wasn't he wasn't thinking about you. Maybe he just didn't like maybe he didn't like the last season of Girls. Okay? Maybe, maybe yeah. Maybe he didn't like the last season. He wasn't really into the, the fact that like Adam Driver and you know Jemima Kirk got together. Maybe he was mad about that and he was just all in his feelings about that. Someone on Twitter said uh maybe he watched an episode of Girls and discovered that Lena doesn't talk to black people and went oh. back to his gram. Maybe that's it too. So, maybe that's it you too. Know, it could have been anything. Or maybe yeah. when you like show up at a party dressed as Truman fucking Capote, nobody lusts after you. Like nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> don't be surprised and don't chalk it up to anti fat. Or maybe he had some indigestion from the shrimp cocktail from exactly. the gal. Maybe he was you just know? trying to keep it together. He might have had the bubble guts and just didn't want to have a conversation with you at that moment. Right. So she issued a couple of apologies, as you do, because Twitter, mm-hmm. Twitter is two things it is a instant reactionary outrage machine yes and then it is your platform for apologies mm-hmm. so she jumped on and she said obj uh is talented stylish seems super awesome and wasn't into chatting with me at a fancy party my story about him was clearly to me in parentheses about my own insecurities as an average bodied woman at a table of supermodels and athletes it's not an assumption about who he is or an expectation of sexual attention it's my sense of humor which has kept me alive for 30 years glad the outrage machine roars on though right at amy schumer like she made sure to drag amy back into this conversation mm-hmm. in her half yeah amy was like uh, i'm just i was just i just had the tape recorder on yeah during this interview. You, you started this actually Ooh. didn't have anything to do with me um but i guess you know Whatever. I guess we all step in it at some point. And I, I, I believe Lena Dunham is a fully insecure person. So, yeah, I think that like she, Lena Dunham and her, her Hannah character on girls, there's quite, um, there are numerous sort of like, there's a lot of intersectionality in between it. Like when it comes to their actual personalities and, and their, their, their identities, I think, you know? Yeah. So this is just Lena being a little Hannah. Yeah, she was being a little but Hannah. But I must say, it really cracks me up in any any of the scenes where Hannah is like running around. Cause Lena Dunham makes it so like the like purposefully awkward and just so uncoordinated her running. Have you ever seen any of these like like scenes where I've she's like seen, running around? Yeah. 
Yeah, she's, oh, and she's really always funny. running around. Do you yeah. think she's I have to give it to her? She is a, or do you think that's a hilarious physical comedian? I I think it's purposeful. No, it's definitely purposeful. Okay. Anyway, well, the more you know, Lena. The more you know. The more you know. Yeah. Oh, did I mention I saw Amber Rose this week? And another thing. And so, another I'm sorry. Thing. Did you have lunch with her? Wait, what do you mean? No, I I met her briefly. Did you tell her that we talk about her all the time? No, I didn't have time for all of that. Oh, darn. Basically, I was at work, and I'd been there for like an hour, so I decided I deserved a a Starbucks. So Mm -hmm. I got up to go outside. Pumpkin spice latte? It's already here. It's right. I'm avoiding pumpkin pumpkin spice everything. It's still too soon. Like I'm. It's a premature pumpkin spiceation. It's gonna be probably Halloween before I look at anything pumpkin. Okay. I think mm-hmm. pumpkin pies, pumpkin lattes, pumpkin bread, whatever. Um, but I was crossing the street. I've been into like the cold brews, the vanilla sweet cream cold brew. Oh, how is treat. that sweet cream? It's a lovely treat. It is. Okay. I've yeah, got to check. It's not it out. overly sweet. Although you have to say that you, you want the uh, vanilla sweet cream cold brew and not the cold brew with vanilla sweet cream because oh. that, yeah. Isn't Which, that the same thing? That's what I thought, but it's not. If you put the lime in the coconut or the coconut in the lime, it's still the same thing, right? Well, if you get the cold cold brew and they add the uh, the sweet cream like syrup, the vanilla syrup, it's really too sweet. Ooh, okay. Yeah, so you have to get the vanilla sweet cream cold brew as is to make sure it's not just like a sugary mess. Gotcha. Anyway, I was crossing the street and I saw her in the crosswalk and I was like, oh my God, Amber Rose, we love your show um, and good luck on Dancing with the Stars because she was just announced as part of the cast and and North Hollywood... North Hollywood is part of a part town where they have all those dance studios. So I think she's probably mm-hmm. going to be there for a few weeks rehearsing. So she's at the Millennium Dance Studio going, boom, cat, boom, she's cat, her boom cats in. Yeah. And she was crossing yeah. the street with a giant bodyguard and wearing her, uh, her super mirror shiny shades from the VMAs. Uh-huh. Wow. She was That's really the- nice. She stopped for a second. She was like, thanks so much. I'm glad you're a fan. Blah, blah, blah. Like she was really sweet and tiny. Oh, yay. Yeah. Tiny. Is she like really short? She's yeah, a little she's one? pretty. Yeah, she maybe she just seems super short next to her giant bodyguard, but she just seems okay. like a little like pixie thing. Wow. So yeah, that's right. So she's dancing on Dancing with the Stars. Any other notables that we need to kind of recognize who are putting on the cha cha shoes this, you know, this season? We ran down the list on Deep Thoughts, and I've literally already forgotten it. Well, you know what? I made this prediction like a month ago. Like once the Lofty Gate happened, I oh, knew. Right. right. I knew that that was going to happen. I knew that he was going to be cast. And I, yeah. And for the simple fact, well, I never watched Dancing with the Stars, but unless it's David, David Allen Greer. You, doing that high kick kicks, is legendary. That is a legendary kick. That's an Ivy League kick. Yeah. Well, he did go to Yale, yeah. school of drama. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'm sure there was a ballet tap, I'm you know, sure. class yeah. in there somewhere. But as soon as I heard that Ryan Lofty was going to be there, I'm like, I'm not watching that mess. Cut to. I'm watching that mess. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't want to hear about the gas station incident one more time. Or I don't want to hear Lochte's very, you know, sort of one word responses to the gas station incident. You know, jail, gun, scared. (laughs) Money, <laughs> scared, swimming, swim. Speeding. You know, I don't want to. Yeah, but he's on there. I know that. I know that's that's another uh, star. 
or celebrity that's that's sure. going to be appearing on there this season. Any, but anyone else? I think they've really – are they scraping the bottom? Have they gotten – they've gotten – they've gone below the bottom. They're yeah. under the barrel now. Yeah, they're below the barrel. But now with Amber, I think this is a good look for Amber now because I think that this is kind of – she's making her way up the ladder. Yeah, she's hustling hard. I'm not mad at her. And hopefully she she doesn't get knocked out in the first round like Kim did. I think – no, 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 no. I think that she's going to have a, a – like, yeah, she's going to have a, a little rhythm, a step – She's going to be able to hold her own at least for like two or three episodes. Yeah. Kim was a moving like cadaver on there. <laughs> yeah. She didn't like, there wasn't much, there was not much Samba. There was no, you know, waltz. Right. She just didn't have it. Although she, didn't she, have. she has publicly acknowledged her struggles yes. with dancing. Yeah. She has said that she is the worst dancer. So yeah. it's nothing, it's nothing new. And she embraces it, which is, you know, go, go Kim. Yeah, go Kim. Her. Now, what about Amber's? Uh, you don't really hear too much about Amber and Black China anymore because they used to be, you know, a dynamic duo. And I think that they were filming a probably a, a pilot for a reality show a couple months ago, you know, when Amber was doing the whole slut walk. But now they've kind of like diverged off into their own sort of like paths of reality success now that China has hooked up with Rob. And Amber's has her show on VH1, and now she's on Dancing with the Stars and is getting her shine. Right. So will they ever reunite? Will they join force, forces at some point in time? Who knows? Of course. I don't even know if they're actually talking to each other anymore. Uh, I think they're just busy at the moment, but they're going to come back together. They're just together. busy hustling. They're going to They will. They'll come back together. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll get a Amber Rose. You think we'll get an Amber Rose cameo on the Cardat, or on that new Black Black and China show that <laughs> China and Rob show. <laughs> Black and China. I can't wait for that show. Um, I think I wouldn't be surprised if there was an Amber Rose cameo on that show, and and I wouldn't be mad at like a Courtney and Chloe take Miami styled spinoff with sure Black China and Amber Rose. Sure, take Catalina Island or something. <laughs> yeah, take Long Beach City. Right. Take the LBC. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the first preview for the uh, China and Rob show just came out this week. Have you caught it? Uh, is this the one where she's she's screaming about him That's dancing it. other bitches? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's listen to her scream for a second. Okay. This September, meet the future Mr. and Mrs. Kardashian. I fell in love with you because I know how good you are and how loyal you are. Are you still texting bitches? Yes or no? They're cute. They're complicated. And they're about to become family. That Rob wants to be so public blows my mind. Trying to get back out to life. It's a big change. Are you ready to be a daddy? That's what I always wanted. Rob and China, a new series coming Sundays this September, only on E. I don't know if all that stress is good for the baby. I don't know if it's good for his uh, diabetes, the baby. There's a lot of tension in, in, in this relationship, and I don't know how far it can go. Yeah, you know. I'm I concerned. Thought, I'm concerned thought, for all the parties. In Syria, well, mostly I'm concerned for Rob. I thought that the, this was a much more loving relationship from all the headlines I was reading. But you watch the clip, and it looks like he's a hostage. Yeah. This is like, yeah, a man-down situation. Yeah. He's been Very sieged. scary. Very, very scary. And I feel kind of bad for him. It seems like, you know, he's uh, just the 
doormat to success kind of for He's a doormat for a stepping stone yeah poor rob poor rob he's got his socks <sighs> and diabetes which i thought but no i think that, no, 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 i think no, i think that she cured him right. she she healed him. she put hands on him and then the diabetes went away well so no, i am sure shots. that she put hands on him i don't know she if did. those hands cured diabetes i yeah. think they might well, maybe, maybe yeah. get him some bruises different hands. Maybe an insulin shot in the booty. Yeah, but I guess he was saying that her homemade cooking <laughs> cured his diabetes. Her homemade takeout? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Cleared it all up. I guess. Wasn't he, he like 300 pounds? Yeah. he. I think he's lost like 50 pounds or something. Mm, how much is he gained made back? It. Oh, yeah. Well, he said in People Magazine that he has gained a little bit back. He has gained some love weight, weight back. Sympathy pregnancy. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens with this relationship. Oh, you know what? What's that? You, speaking of insulin shots, <laughs> I finally saw, for the first time ever, Steel Magnolias this weekend. For the first time ever? For the first time ever. Oh, wow. For the first time ever. I saw Shelby drinking her juice. Did you the see hair, the black the one with Queen Latifah? Now, wait. Now, that was my actual plan this weekend. Because, okay, we started off watching the, the original. And I said, well, why don't we just watch the black one right after this one? So we have, like, you know, sure. we can make the comparison and just see which one, like, you know, whether the old one stands up against the test of time or the new one is, a, is you know, a, a good remake, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I did not, I had not gotten to the Queen Latifah remake of it yet. But hopefully, maybe next weekend. Well, I'll still a long weekend. Magnolia's Journey. It was that. a long film, though. It was a lot. There were a lot of holidays they celebrated in oh, that right, movie. All of them. There were like seven Easter's, three Halloween's. Ramadan. I don't know how they did that. They, you know, but they, they really crisscrossed throughout time. And I don't really understand why Daryl Hannah's character goes from like geek to chic back to geek again. Like she gets the Holy Spirit and like throws the glasses back on. Well, she's at the crab boil. They're at the festival and she had contacts and then she was like turned out and she was hanging out with Dolly Parton and she was living her life, getting her life. And her contact lens popped out. Do you remember that scene? Uh, the contact vaguely. lens popped out? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Contact lens popped out and then cut back and then she's back in like, you know, her like habit. Her glasses are on and she's like praying every five seconds. I don't like what happened? What went, ha- <laughs> what went on there? Uh, she got the cherry coke from the bartender at the wedding, and then she she had been healed. Maybe these questions will be clarified when you see the black version. Maybe that's right. Uh, who plays Daryl Hannah in the black version? Do you know? Is it like um, Felicia Rashad's daughter? What's her I name? I think it's Alfre Woodard. Con- no, no, no. Alfre sure. Woodard plays. Um, no, no, no. She plays. Olympia uh, Dukakis's character. No, the other one. Yeah, uh, Shirley MacLaine. She plays Shirley MacLaine. Because I did, I actually, I even, I went as far as to watch the trailer for the Black Magnolias. Oh, that's and as far as I there's, got. There's the scene with Alfred Woodard and the dog. So I was like, oh, that's the Shirley MacLaine character. Gotcha. So I don't know who um, Adele, or who plays Adele in the Black version. I'm curious. Well, you let me like, know. Like, who's a Black Daryl Hannah, right? Who would play a Black Daryl Hannah? I don't know. Anyway. So yeah, I finally, I did it. You I did it. did cross it off the list. I haven't seen I that prefer, movie in probably. Well, I'm sure I saw it when I uh, when I had my roommate from North Carolina. I'm sure I've, it's, mm-hmm. I've seen it in the last ten years, but double digits for sure. Yeah, Does, did it do it for you? 
And Sally Field didn't do a lot for me. It didn't really do a lot. And it was way too, like I'm telling you, like they celebrated like seven Christmases. And it was a really long film. I don't know necessarily know if it needed to be a full two-hour epic event. Right. Uh, but, you know, Sally Field I thought was really good. And like that scene at the end and, you know. That was really good. But other than that, I thought there were some Oscars doled out, too. Weren't there some Oscars given for this one? Probably. I I guess this was like a a different time and different place in the world where... You know what does hold up, though, which I just saw recently? What? Mrs. Doubtfire, speaking of Sally Field. Oh, for sure it does. Get into that. We've got a lot of Mrs. Doubtfire fans out there, namely my mom. She can probably quote the entire movie. Well, good. Because it's always, on, it's always on like a TBS happy hour. You know it what was, I mean? Like yeah, a, I caught it in the TBS it, happy hour. I was like, Exactly, there you go. So it's oh, like, it's very easy to get caught up in the, caught up in the, the Doubtfire yeah. and the flames. Yeah. Yeah, but that is a great movie. I mean, Robin Williams, rest in peace. Amazing. Lamar Wilson. They have the same haircut. Mm-hmm. What else happened this week? Well, I was going to say, um, while, well, you know, Stranger Things pays homage to all the 80s movies, and we just learned this week that Stranger Things has been renewed. That's right. Although, as if yes. there was any doubt. I mean, it's probably I mean, the biggest well, hit of the year for Netflix. Exactly. The only reason why I think everything was on the fence, because Winona was trying to get that check right in those negotiations. I mean, okay. I think that that's what that's what the real, real, real was. Not mad like at Winona for that. Sense. She needs to. Not, I, you know, I get that money. Winona, it's, get it's it. It's the only check. So she better I mean, make is, sure it's got all the zeros she needs. She's got to get all those zeros and commas in properly. But I, I think that's what it is. I think it was just sort of like contract negotiations for the cast and salary raises and pay bumps, but looks like they figured it out and it will be back in 2017, probably the summer of 2017. But yeah, I can't yeah. Wait. So we're going to get a second season. Uh, apparently the Duffer brothers were saying that this is not like a season two, but more like a sequel to the first season, whatever that means. Well, I know it's supposed to take place a year later. Right. In the fall of 1983, I think, or 84. In 84. Right. Yeah. So we shall see. And apparently they've announced that, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, there'll be some scenes that'll be outside Hawkins, Indiana. And, and apparently they'll be adding three new characters joining the primary cast of uh, people on the show. Do you think an Asian family moves to Hawkins? No, it doesn't. Well, maybe, maybe an Asian family gets there. Maybe they do. Maybe they mix it up a little bit. But I guess the the breakdowns are calling for I have the breakdowns right here actually. Uh, according to the Hollywood Reporter, uh, there is one character <clears throat> named Max, who's a tough and confident 13 year old female whose appearance, behavior, and pursuits are more typical of boys than of girls in the era. Okay. She has a complicated history and a difficult relationship with her stepbrother Billy, another one of the new main characters, that's made her protective of her past and generally suspicious of those around her. And then they go on to say that Billy is a super muscular, overconfident 17-year-old. He's so captivating and edgy that there are there are rumors flying around that he killed someone at school he attended in the past. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And then rounding out the th- three new characters is Roman. And they are described as being either male or female of any ethnicity between the ages of 30 and 38. Hmm. After growing up homeless with a drug-addicted mother, he or she suffered a great loss 
an early age, has been seeking revenge ever since. Roman is ultimately an outsider who doesn't understand how to connect with people. Okay. Mm. Hmm. Sounds like a lot. Sounds like a lot. Sounds like a lot. But I'll, I'll, but all I can think about is like who? What's uh? Josh Brolin played kind of like the the muscular bigger brother in right. Goonies, right? Goonies, yeah. So that kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the tomboy role, I don't know. We have to kind of go back into our '80s movies Rolodex and think about what that that character is based off of. I don't know. But that I mean, was the first time Josh Brolin watches American Gladiators. Mm-hmm. As mm-hmm. a headband and like a, a spiky oh, oh, tomboy. Oh, maybe it's like yeah. Natalie. Natalie from Facts of Life. There you go. Natalie was kind of a tomboy. Or Joe. Oh my gosh! Could they please put Joe put on Joe in things? There. Yeah. Like get Nancy. What's her name? What is Joe's name in real life? Nancy Not McKeon. Nancy. Isn't it? Nancy McKeon was it's wait Nate. right. Wait. Who is it? Oh, Ooh, wait I, a minute. I, I, uh, Nancy McKeon. It was Nancy McKeon. Okay, yeah. but then. Okay, so who was Tootie's uh, best friend? Natalie. <laughs> Natalie. Okay, yeah, I got Mindy a, I got the Nancys and the Natalies. Oh man, there's just so much flo- a lot of stuff floating around there. Yeah. <laughs> in the underside. But yeah, just throw Joe back in the mix. Yeah, that'd be great. That's a great idea. It's totally going to be a Joe character. She's yeah. totally going to be Joe. Okay, right. cool. Can't wait for that. Can't wait. In the meantime, we've been seeing these kids pop up everywhere. Like they are everywhere, hitting pro- promotion hard for uh, Stranger Things. Which is yeah, funny, did you happen it to seems see? Like the wave of popularity, like everyone's already seen it. Yet they're out here doing talk shows and everything, popping up on YouTube, promoting this thing that I feel like everyone has seen already. Right. So it's kind of like after the fact. But you know what? I'm glad. To, I'm glad to see that they're getting their like their little bit of shine right now. They seem to be enjoying it. They seem to get along really well with each other. That little Jimmy Fallon clip where they're playing uh, stringer things. Ah, uh, that's the what silly it was. string game was a lot of fun. They seem to be, and of course, Jimmy Fallon is the eternal eleven-year-old boy, so he fit right in with them. True. But what was really impressive was one of the cast's rapping abilities. Yeah, shall we? Sure. Let's see what they're spinning. Let's go. Pull up in that monster automobile gangster with a bad that came from Sri Lanka. Yeah, I'm in a tonka color of Willy Wonka. Can be the king, but watch the queen conquer. First things first, I'll eat your brains. Then I'm gonna start rocking go teeth and fangs. Cause that's what a monster do. Hands are so from a hand, that's a monster do. Mine's up, he's up, heel, that's a monster shoot. Young money is a rocker and a monster crew. And I'm all up, all up, all up in the face with a funny face. So, Miss Millie Bobby Brown. Right. Knows I mean, with a name all, like Bobby Brown. Oh, right. You knew it was going to be her. You knew <laughs> you know? she was going to have that, that rapper yeah. down. Yeah, she had it down. Acapella at that. Well, not acapella. They played her in. But it wasn't to like a track. It was to the band. That's right. She's like, help wanna... me in. I got it. So has she signed her, her, her record deal yet or what? You know what? All of those kids need record deals, honestly. Well, they're all like really super talented. A lot of them are have like the roots in Broadway and like what's his name did Lay Miz, right? Yeah, the Dustin character. Yeah. I don't know what his real name is. That one caught me by surprise hard. Yeah. Crazy mm-hmm. Broadway um like soprano voice. It's very high. Right, exactly. Very, uh, all very talented. Very talented children. youngsters. 
So I hope they, they negotiated well, too, for second season, not just Winona, because mm-hmm. I haven't heard Winona sing. <laughs> the other day I was thinking, you know what? Winona, I just saw her on a Jimmy Kimmel uh, I just interview. saw that, too. Okay, okay. So what did you think? I thought that she looked crazy. And okay, I, she's so she's so fragile. She's so fragile. and She's such a fragile little porcelain doll. Yeah, and I maintain that you could have called Stranger Things just eight days in Winona Ryder's actual life. Right. Or like, yeah, Winona Scare. Well, I was thinking, I was like, you know what? She... She and Britney Spears need to do a team up and do a remake of Thelma and Louise. But then I said, <laughs> neither one <laughs> of them I can said, drive. But that's what I said. I was like, but neither one of them, both of them would be so nervous they wouldn't even like start the car. Like right. they they'd just be like, you know, just looking at each other with those like crazy bugged out eyes. They'd never like start the ignition. They'd never get the 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 trip rolling. And but still yeah, they, somehow managed to go off a cliff. They would, the car would never managed, start, but yeah. it would still go over the side <laughs> of a mountain. Right. They would still just, like, launch off. Uh, <laughs> but they do have an, an oddly kind of similar um, delicacy to their to their being. But I love them. Mm-hmm. Just love them. You just want just to wrap them in a blanket and tell them it'll be okay. Yeah, you just want to swaddle them. You know what I mean? Right. Just keep them, keep them safe. Except in Brittany's case, it's like, keep working. Yeah, but Brittany is pissed, apparently. What is she pissed about? Well, I just read an article where it was saying, allegedly, that she was blindsided by the fact that Beyonce had a 15-minute mega set at the BMAs. Didn't, wasn't really set up for that, expecting, you know, just that she would have a regular performance. And then, like, having to go up after that, Brittany feels like she was kind of set up, and she, re- she says she's never doing the VMAs again. That's yeah. what is, has a, been they a legend. They did her set. dirty. She should have it either opened I mean, the show or closed the show. There's yeah. no reason. Yep. With all that dead yeah. space in there, there's no reason they had to back-to-back her like that. With, no. Say. No. They didn't have to do that. They didn't have to do her like that. Hmm. I hope it's not her last BMAs. I mean, she could take but, a break, though. Well, she just they need to up the budget next time. Right, yeah. Give her an actual budget. Give her an actual budget next time and see what she can work with. Hey, she came in at number three on the Billboard charts for her album Glory this week. Good so for her. I think that's good. I mean, she was. I mean, Barbara Streisand also opened this week with her new album. With so, that crazy wackadoo album of duets with random people. Oh, who she who she singing with? She's singing with um, like Seth MacFarlane, which is not so surprising because he sings with everybody. But she's also singing with Melissa McCarthy. She's mm-hmm. singing with your favorite Patrick Wilson, like oh, the, that's right, yeah, mm-hmm. like crazy right. people you don't you who aren't necessarily known for singing. So it's like ba- Barbara Streisand and, and actors that want to wish they could sing, right? Yeah, I'm not checking for that album, but I don't normally ever check for any for Barbara Streisand al- album. Yeah, yeah, skip it. But she came in at number one. Those Barbara Str- those Streisand fans are die hard. They are. I mean, that's what Adele has to look forward to. Yeah. That money never dries up Mm -mm. because people are just ride or die. Babs fans. And those tickets to those concerts are so expensive. Yeah. Not cheap. Not cheap at all. Also, because I feel like every tour that she goes on, she's like, this is it, you guys. This is the last one. Yeah. She's like, guys, I'm really scared to go out on the stage. I'm really nervous. You're never going to see me again after this. Yeah. (laughs) This is it. I'm going back to my doll, my doll fortress. In Brentwood, 
Yeah. And I'm never coming out. You again. know, speaking of speaking of interviews and stuff, I actually watched an old interview of Whitney Houston on the Rosie O'Donnell show from the 90s. This mm-hmm. is back when she had just done uh, My Preacher's Wife uh-huh. or The Preacher's Wife. And uh, she came out and she was talking to Rosie O'Donnell. Apparently she was pregnant at the time. Okay. They were talking about her pregnancy. Um, and Rosie got her talking about Barbara Streisand because Rosie O'Donnell's like the biggest Barbara Streisand fan. And Whitney was talking right. about how, uh, she met Barbara Streisand and she said that she was a big fan and, um, that she said she was incredible and didn't understand how Whitney could go out and perform because she couldn't get over her own stage fright and didn't think she was ever going to perform again. This was mid nineties. Mm-hmm. So she's been riding this train since forever. Mm-hmm. And I just drove on my way to work the other day. She Barbara Streisand gave like three or four sold out performances at the Staples Center. Yeah, so she makes it. I guess all those. Yeah, when all that that cash is in front of you, you you find a way. You find a way. You yeah. make it work. You find the confidence make- in the Benjamins. Right. You find the confidence, and you get out there, and you you sing "Funny Girl." Well, speaking of "Funny Girl." <laughs> no, I'm not even gonna try. Mary J. Blige is joining Wait the class of how to get away with murder. <laughs> oh man! Is she, is she gonna solve what's in a crispy chicken wrap? Is that is that this season's mystery? No, that is her life's mystery. Is how she ended up in that commercial, barking, uh, barking those questions like that. I'm blaming Kindu on that one. I don't, yeah. Took all her money and her heart. <sighs> but now she's going to be teaming up with Viola, huh? That's going to be one struggle walking hour of television. Struggle walking and struggle talking. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's not going to be, she's not going to be a lawyer probably because she's going to struggle with that dialogue. Is she going to be like Viola's like long lost sister? Maybe I could see that. Do we know what what her character is going to be? No, uh, the details on her role so far are under wraps, but apparently it's a major role. Oh goodness gracious! So she definitely. But you know where like be... the depth of her acting is going to be? It's not going to be in actually any of like the dialogue delivery. They're going to take her blonde lace front off, and they're going to pop on a dowdy brown situation, and it's going to be a different Mary. You know what I mean? Right. She's not. She's not the platinum. Not platinum, platinum you know, album selling platinum haired Mary. No. She's just a dowdy, you know, around the way Mary. Mary, what's her face? Yeah. I mean, maybe she can be like a, a student in the night school, like in continuing education or something. Oh, right. Yeah. She could do that. Or maybe she can be like a sassy bailiff who slips Annalise inside information. But yeah, maybe that that's a good idea. I like the whole night school idea though, because maybe she's going back. She's going to be like, you know, she's trying to earn her, you know, associates or something or a degree in like a paralegal. paralegal. But she knows, but she knows all like the all the tea about the crimes, you know, and right. she's the one. Yeah. Who, you know, who helps the litigators salt crack the cases. But she's not going before the judge because she stammers and stutters. Mm-hmm. She's like, what's in the double homicide? <laughs> and then she sings about it. Oh, they play her out to no more drama, just the keys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope it goes well. I just don't want to see them walking anywhere together because, damn it, <laughs> I hope they got damn. a steady cam. <laughs> Stomp in the yard, the two of them. Stomp in the town. I get it. Oh, 
man, they're they're they their uh, shoe budget must be very high there, because mm-hmm. like the way that like Viola like just kind of like stomps it out. Yeah, I mean she must grind heels down to the <laughs> <laughs> to kittens. She or they the little kitten. got little kitten heels. Right. From uh yeah, from a six inch pump to a kitten heel and just one eight hour work day. Exactly. Just stomping it out. Mm-hmm. We can't do another take. We don't have any more shoes. Can we reinforce those Laboutins? Yeah. Titanium rods in the heel? Please. <sighs> well, coming to our screen soon this fall. Coming soon. Um can we talk about this? Damn, where's the love 2016? Sure, I know you're very upset about this. I you hate it so much. You up the webosphere with your, your rage. So why, why, why? This? Who asked for Yes, it? why, why, why? Why, yeah, tell us why you're upset. Because it's terrible. Have you listened to it? I have. My ears bled. Did you get all the way through it? Because I couldn't. <sighs> well, I don't understand why it's like a five-minute epic. Um, I guess it was because they had to fit all those Z-listers from like Instagram and, you know, yeah, like ABC family um, in in the sort of like, you know, the the video reel. But that's yeah. the only they call, reason they why. Black Eyed Peas featuring the world. Right. The featuring world. the world. What D-list. a precious turd. That's terrible. <laughs> so what was, I think that, doesn't Will I Am, like in an interview, what was the, the purpose of re-releasing this in 2016? Because things haven't changed, right? Oh, still, sure. Yeah, 13 the world years later. There's so much drama. And I guess the original Where's the Love didn't have the impact that he expected it to. So maybe, maybe we didn't hear it. Right. They need to like reiterate the fact that we've got to find the love. No, thanks. Search it. Search, search it. Search for it. Uh, yeah, this is just a bad idea. I mean, listen, I, you know, they're, they're saying that all the proceeds are going to go to different organizations and things like that for civil rights and education. Do you so that's believe a good that there thing. are any proceeds? Do you think anybody paid for this? Yeah, thing? like who's, who's really buying this on iTunes? That's what I want to know. That's the thing, too. I think that a lot I need of people to see are those very analytics. skeptical. People are very skeptical about these uh, charity songs that artists put out like nowadays because it seems it's not it's not very altruistic really it's all about them and they're trying to get like a little bit of press for being good good citizens and good Samaritans and they're trying to get their careers back on track Christina Aguilera tried it a couple months ago after Orlando right mm-hmm. she did That's uh, true. so did JLo and uh, Lynn Manuel mm-hmm and these things, these like we are not like we are the world. It's it's yeah. It's like I think that we see you. We get it, okay? Yeah. When you put Nicole Scherzinger on the track, I see you. <laughs> we know what you're, what you're up cooking up. Yeah. Now, if someone wants to get together and do another, uh, like what's going on? Remember that charity single. Sh- I get back what, on board with that. What was that one? Did they did someone do another What's Going On? With yeah, the it was a, people? yeah, they did. It was like uh, Insane, Patrick Boys, and Monica, and J-Lo, and Christina. Like, all the TRL kids, <laughs> and Nelly, oh. and Limp no, Bizkit. Okay. Well, at least that's a little bit better. I need, like, all the... Like, if you're really going to do this, and you're going to really do it for charity, number one, I don't need you to recycle an old Black Eyed Peas song from... That's 2000 and late. Okay. Right. I need you to get good songwriters in there. Give me Linda Perry. Get her in there. There you go. Get, get Pharrell to produce it. 
get Quincy Jones back on the board. Exactly. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then I need you to call up all the big power. I need Adele on it. Okay. If Adele, I don't need Nicole Scherzinger. I don't need her. I need Adele. Mm -hmm. Give me some Adele. Throw Patty in there because Patty's always good for a hook. For sure. And a hallelujah. (laughs) And Give me Celine. Give me like the powerhouse music. Like, give me like the real A list. Give, give me the, the grown ups. Give me the grown ups. Give me the ones with the real vocal tops, the music musical abilities, and put out a new song that we've never heard before, and then donate it all to charity. Yeah. Give me the We Are the World again. No one's done that. Don't I, bring me the Burger King kids, kids Club with a Black Eyed Peas warmed over. I don't want that. Nobody does. So they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to go back to the drawing board board on this one because I'm not. I'm not buying that iTunes. Or take it to the trash can. Charitable donation. When Beyonce joins, call. Then call me. Yeah, you'll have my attention. You'll have my dollar ninety nine. Not for this. Not for this one. Anyway, God, we got really worked up there. We sure did. Maybe maybe we can release that as a charity single. <laughs> so worked <laughs> up. Just our ninety minute ninety second rant. <laughs> oh. Well, one person that wishes they were uh, got that phone call probably is Cassie, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> In fact, I'm surprised she wasn't on that list. I'm su- Wait, no, I think that Diddy she was. was up there. No, no, no. I think that she was in there. Oh, she well, was see, actually there you go. in that video. The world. The the but not even it was not the world it was like the it was like the upside down from Stranger Things <laughs> like the regular celebrities are in the real world and then we got the upside down right we got Barb on the track oh, so anyway nice. Cassie has just signed a new record deal with Epic Records okay <laughs> all right I mean Epic Records they're not trying to sell any albums who else is on Epic Records label. Uh, I feel like Jennifer Hudson, J-Lo, Mariah Carey, um, Puff Daddy. Hmm. Like, people yeah, who don't sell huh? albums. I feel like J-Hud could sell some albums, but she, she just doesn't have the right material. She never has the right material. I actually was into her last album. Yeah. I see. She's kind of like she, a couple years ago, did this thing where she chopped her hair off. Mm-hmm. And got edgy. She wanted to kind of be like Rihanna, and then she adopted the J Hud moniker and wanted to get a little bit more contemporary with it. But I, I think she needs to kind of. She could do more ballads. I need to, th- to throw that long flowing Weight Watchers wig on with the bang. Remember that one? She looks yeah. so cute like that. Yeah, yeah. And I just need her to kind of like stay in that sort of like adult contemporary lane. But she doesn't want to go there. I and you want another spotlight? <laughs> I'll take another spotlight. Sure. 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 She kind of went I, a little disco, dance disco on the last one. Yeah. She could even do dance disco. Mm-hmm. It seems like that's the, the right lane for her, but. Well, hopefully. She wants to appeal to young, the youth. The youth. The youths. Yeah. But I don't know well, what they're going to do with Cassie. I don't know what's going to happen here, but if as long as they have enough synthesizers and vocal fryers. Maybe they're gonna get another hit. I mean, that's what happened. That's how she she broke through to begin with, right? With me and you. I feel like I only know one Cassie song, and I can't even think of it at the moment. It's called "Me and You." Is it? Is that the one? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's it. All right, I can't let's, think of how let's it's go going. back in the time. Yeah, machine. let's revisit so. it.
This is where she caught Diddy's eye. <laughs> Did you like my? That was nice. Yeah, was thanks. Nice. Hmm. All right. Congratulations. So, I feel like Epic Records would be more likely to sign her to like work in the mailroom than to sign her to <laughs> a record deal. Now, listen, come on. It's none of my business. I'm not running that she, company. She is the queen of Bad Boy Records. I mean, she is Diddy's. Diddy's lady, piece, main piece now. Diddy's lady, yeah. She's yeah. front and center. I mean, she looked good yeah. at the VMAs. Yeah, she looked great. Movie. She had a little yellow neon highlighter yeah. bob wig. Yeah, that highlighter bob. She, yeah, she's been in the game for a long time. She's she been in the background, and she's looked great the entire time. Right. She started that whole trend of shaving one side of your head. That was Cassie. That's right. She did the shave head, the Cassie. Everyone had the Cassie forever. Yeah. People have it now. Skrillex still has it. Skrillex has been rocking it forever. Yeah. He took he took Cassie, he took the baton from Cassie. Do you think in a couple of years we're going to be seeing neon bobs everywhere? Maybe. Maybe that's what Mary's going to wear on How to Get Away with Murder. <laughs> Maybe. It'd be transformative. <laughs> uh, da 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 da. We cover anything? Is there anything else? Kim and Kanye hey. in New York? Was that a thing? Oh, yeah. Kim and Kanye were in New York living it up. What were they doing? <sighs> what were they there for? I don't even know now. Just staying a couple days after the uh, VMAs? Just hanging I out? I think that they, yeah, I think they had been there for the VMAs, just kind of chilling out, living their lives. Uh, and they got to stay in this $25 million penthouse, uh, courtesy of Airbnb. So I guess this is Airbnb's new thing. They're hooking up celebrities with like these palatial, mansions and condos in like LA and in New York City and then um you know people like Kim and I think Beyonce did this for the Super Bowl. Yeah. I uh, they'll post they'll post photos of the residents on the gram and just talk about like how great it is. And I guess this is uh you know Airbnb's attempt to uh reach out to sort of you know the millionaires and celebrities and trying to broaden their sort of uh their their customer base and offering of luxury apartments i know chelsea handler put her place on airbnb she did a segment on her show it was pretty funny oh really yeah this whole family came to stay this like random family of asian people came to Uh stay in her home and the thing was she was also there she didn't leave (laughs) oh so she stayed with them she stayed and she like ate with them and it was actually pretty funny See, that's the thing. You you know, you do have that option to have like to just share a room at an airbnb i'm never really into that because then you have to have like awkward conversations with people and you just never know. You never know. Give me the whole, give me like, the, give me the whole place get out. or nothing at all. So just my get out. So I can put my feet on your furniture. Get out. But you know what? You know that website called uh, Post Secret or that thing where people like post their like, you know, their secrets and their darkest sort of like thoughts. No. On, like, those little postcards. I, it's called postsecret.com, I think. And people like write in with like their most deepest, darkest secrets. And like one of them. Oh boy. Um, hold on. Let me just see if I can go here and just. So yeah, it says Post Secret is an ongoing community art project where people mail in their secrets anonymously uh, on one side of a postcard. Your secrets are posted here every Sunday. Postsecret.com? Yeah. And so postsecret.com you should check it out there's one postcard that says i have to say excuse me when i sneeze even if i'm alone 
Okay, that's innocuous. Another one. Um, another one says the most popular professional athlete in my city gave me herpes. Everyone loves him, and I'm forever stuck with the disease he gave me. <laughs> okay, uh, is it a ma- uh, like? Is it a major city? Is it a podunk city? Is it like? Who knows? These are all just like secrets. Star quarterback in your high school team. Um, someone says honestly the only reason i'm excited for college is that i can eat as much mac and cheese as i want without getting judged no but you will get that some of some of them were a little bit boring but the point of my story is is that there was one a couple weeks ago that says um i share um secret videos of people having sex in my airbnb with other airbnb hosts (gasps) See, that's why I don't fuck with Airbnb. Clutch the pearl. It told, like so. Listen, the next time you book, check check the mirrors. Yeah. Check <laughs> check the teddy bears for hidden yep. cameras. Check for cut out eyes and portraits. It in portraits. Yeah, be on the lookout, people. Hmm. Be on the lookout. So if that if that Airbnb is only about thirty dollars, you're paying for it another you way. You're on a webcam. Make sure the lights are not on. Put a little piece of tape over any cameras. That's a nightmare. Yeah, that's kind of creepy, isn't it? That's creepy. That's up there with all those clowns in South Carolina or wherever they are in the woods. What's going on with the clowns? They are like clowns hiding out in the woods, trying to lure children into the woods with like candy, laser lights, and chainsaws and chains. What in the Stephen King it hell? Uh Uh-uh. Now, this isn't like a gathering of juggalos, is it? It's just like really creepy clown people. I think it's just really creepy clown people. Who are trying and, to ruin children for their, for well, their have, whole is, lives. Has anyone put a stop to the clowns? Um, I think there was a meeting. I don't know. <laughs> okay. They got together and talked about it. Yeah. No action yet on the clowns. And no actual action. I think they were just like, we should do something about these clowns. These killer clowns. Oh, wow. Well, you know, we'll see. Bye. You've been listening to This Dummy with David Clark and Jacob Jeffries. As always, you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, and Twitter at This Dummy Tweets. So follow, like, subscribe, and we'll see you next week. Bye.